Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to our spoiler review of Tenet. Um, Know what we've been watching. This is kind of a bonus episode. Yep. Um, but we wanted to uh, talk about the movie a little bit more in depth. Um, uh, we'll try and keep it about as brief as possible, but there are plenty of things to talk about uh, with this movie. And, um, yeah, how about that beginning? <laughs> because there's something, once the movie's over, right at the beginning, that yep. gives a lot of context to this movie. Yes, it does. Uh, the film... You know, they're, they're you're you're taken into an opera house that's getting stormed by, I guess, terrorists, and um, you have this other team that is uh, trying to get somebody out of there. But it, it's kind of it's very disorienting because everybody's dressed the same, and they do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you come to learn that not all of these people are fighting for the same thing. And, um, then you get a a weird bullet hole that disappears out of a chair. Yeah. Which gives you the idea of what this movie's about. Yeah. And during that process, you happen to see a backpack with a red cord on it, which then hopefully you've seen the movie. Um, if you're listening to a spoilers podcast, um, and so I forgot to put the warning at the beginning, don't be that guy. Don't yep. don't listen to this review if you haven't seen the movie. Don't be that dude because I'm sorry if this offends you, but nobody likes that guy. Um, if you do want to listen to that, we could still like you, but just don't spoil the movie. That's the people we don't like. People that listen to these spoilers, spread the spoilers out on the internet, act like they've seen the movie. We don't we don't like that. Um, but, but yeah, I do recommend watching this movie first because frankly, you just should. It's a great movie. What are you doing? Wait for it to come out. If you're, you know, haven't seen it yet. Not hard. You can come back to it. Um, we're still here. We do. We even do house calls. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, uh, no, we're, um, but the red cord in the beginning, if you've seen the end of the movie, um, is shown to be Robert Pattinson's character named Neil, uh, the entire time. Which shows that from the very beginning of this film, Neil is with a protagonist, which is the name of John David Washington's character. If you didn't pick up on that, the the guy was never named. His name really that's, just is the protagonist. That's the what I was going to ask you if you caught on to that too. Because yeah. I was thinking about my review for, for people that listened to our last episode. This is what I wanted to get into is... I couldn't remember the main character's name. 
No. And I'm usually pretty good at remembering that. And it, for days, I'm like, man, I can't think of his name. And then I finally looked it up, and I'm like, oh, that's because he never was named. Which is a big point of the movie. Yes. And because he goes from a protagonist, you know, in the movie, because he says that multiple times. He's just, I'm a protagonist. Yep. And then he becomes the protagonist at the end. Because you yep. realize by the end now, now at the beginning, it's starting to make sense. Because you got the red cord, you got Neil's character. Neil and the protagonist have been friends all along. And, um, and the protagonist is the leader of all of this and has created this as sort of a plan. Uh, for them to go back and change. And yep. um, as pretty much a group of people that know about this, you know, a group of pretty much secret soldiers um, with a code name Tenet and a hand gesture of hands coming together. Of course, Tenet and the hands coming together is the idea of a palindrome uh, because two ways going forward and backwards meeting in the middle without causing rifts in space-time. They meet in the middle, creates balance in the world, uh, by doing that, the, this movie entirely uh, works on the idea of palindromes, and it's it's very fascinating. Everything was thought of with this movie. Yep. And uh, yeah, the uh, uh, the the other thing that I really wanted to, or that I I wanted to get into after the the main cast is the actual trailer portrays this as a kind of time hopping visual mind bender of a movie. Yeah. And it is. But not to the extent as the trailer would want you to believe. No, this is not a time travel type movie, really. No. Instead, it, it makes a little bit more sense than that, really. You almost mm-hmm. buy the idea. Um, the science is, is fairly sound in the movie of the idea of reversing um, the entire flow of yeah. the Earth through the ways of, of time because our perception of time is different than what it is. And by reversing the molecules and particles of these uh, these objects and the matter, um, they are able to create reverse objects uh, from time. And uh, there's a machine in this uh, turnstile, I think they call it, where mm-hmm. people go through these things and they can reverse time. So, and it's fascinating because you're the first time you're watching it, you start picking up on it, and you're like, okay. And then it takes your brain a second to figure out, because you're, you're, you are sitting there going, I'm trying to poke holes in this movie, you know what I mean? Because that's just what we do. Yep. And you're, you're looking at it, and you're going, okay, this all actually makes sense. And then when you start watching it, the backwards through time thing is fascinating. And they thought of everything, from fire, if it was reversed, it would be ice cold. Yep. Um, you know, friction. All, friction, yeah. Oxygen. Yeah, you have to breathe through oxygen because you're, um, that, that process wouldn't work correctly if you were uh, reversed in time. Yeah, and pretty much, like you said, it, some people are moving backwards through time. Some people are moving forwards through time. You know, yeah. And where they meet always makes for a good time. Yeah, yeah dude. The, uh, the middle scene of the movie is one of the most genius things, really. That entire plane scene is great. A guy crashes a plane, not in the way you'd think, but literally <laughs> through the runway, this massive plane into this yeah. building, which makes for an awesome visual uh, treat. A great scene. And that's where you first really... The, the, the first time I watched it, I was a bit confused at this point. I, I figured too. it out in a way, but I was like, okay, 
what's going on here because it is a little weird because you're seeing these guys and you're thinking you know these are some bad henchmen you know like why are these goons because the, the the main scene you see it in the trailer is the hallways there's two hallways meeting uh you know symmetrically yeah and uh you know the bullet holes start moving you're like this looks awesome i don't know what's going on right now but i'm assuming i'll figure it out and you do um because the these people are them moving back through time mm-hmm. um, because they're on a mission to stop all of this, which makes for a really fascinating sequence. And, um, you know, looking back on it, you see a huge clue. And I think you picked up on it, actually, immediately. Yep. I did not the first time I watched it, where Robert Pattinson took a mask off, um, kind of made a face and throws it back down. Neo's character, because it's him. And, or no, it's a John David Washington's the yeah, protagonist. It's John character. David Washington, and he know and he sees it and knows what it is because he's moving back through time. Yeah. Um. So he just moves on, and it gives that clue very early on. I didn't pick up on it. I think you did. Um. I did obviously the second time. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the things I did miss out on. And then throughout see, the, the uh, to, to hold on, hold on, just you're a second. good. The, the thing that got me with with some of these heist scenes, like the airplane scene, and then the one where they had to scale the building to go talk to the uh, the uh, oh I forget yeah the lady who, who's really on top of a lot of this information yeah uh, she thinks she's the shot caller yeah um, but she isn't <laughs> no she's not all of these little heists go too smoothly and I noticed that um, yeah. Neil always had exactly what was needed and always had, like in one scene he goes, all right, I'm going to call in the cavalry. And Washington's character goes, what cavalry? It's just us. And then 30 seconds later, here comes the cavalry. Yeah. Um, and so that that's one of the many clues they give you, you know, plus the red cord on the backpack. Um, Which plus, you don't know until the end of the movie. That yeah. one is not shown until the end of the movie. I did look. I don't I didn't see it until the very end of the movie. I mean yep. you could see it bouncing around, but they never focus on it enough to actually see it and pick mm-hmm. up on it. And so w- once you finally put all this stuff together, um you can really figure out the film. Uh you know, there's a a, a weird scene where um a character looks like he gets sucked out of a, a garage door yeah <laughs> uh, and it was actually some pretty cool effects used then too because there's a fight scene between a person that's going forward in time and a person that's going backwards through time and the the people going backwards through time are awkward because they're moving backwards so everything works opposite and that includes like we said friction heat cold Mm-hmm. And so you, sometimes you don't have a lot of control over your body until you really get used to it. And these people were not at the, at the, at this time. They were yeah. not used to it at all. They were um, at least Neil was, but um, the protagonist was not. I mean, yeah. he literally pretty much just stepped into this thing and learned about it within a day. Yep. And uh, was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and now he's fighting himself. Um, <laughs> which also is a fascinating point where he's very much throughout the fight. His biggest concern is not hurting him. And at the yep. beginning, you're like, why isn't he actually doing anything? 
he's not only trying not to hurt himself, he's also trying not to get in contact skin to skin with him because, yeah. again, the palindromatic ideas would make him make the entire, you know, that just disappear because space and time would then meet and then all of that theory would go out the window and yep. uh, the earth or the they would just end. So um, it's fascinating. And yep. uh, so he's trying not to do that and trying not to do all these different things. And it, it's it really is fascinating that they thought of all of this. Yeah. And then it ends in a, a war scene and you're like, that's weird in a way. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and um, the scene is very strange and off kilter, but it's a great war scene. Like, oh my gosh, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to watch that scene again because I, I think there's a lot of little, a little yeah. nuances to that action scene that are easily missed. Yeah. Um, you know, and they focus on some of them like a building. It actually blows up and unblows up four times. Yeah. Um, because you have two sets of troops that are kind of going, they're not against each other, but they're moving in obviously opposite directions. You, you got the ones forward through time, the ones backwards through time, and they're trying to accomplish the same goal in the end. They're just moving in two opposite directions to get to that end. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a lot to wrap your head around. Um, you know, and, and what they're ultimately trying to solve, and that's what John David Washington's character in Neil, which is Robert Pattinson's character, is they're, they're trying to stop this guy from uh, making this device that's pretty much going to end the world. Yeah, he basically the idea is he knows that if he dies, um, the, these theories would go, you know, unfounded and the world would end if he kills yeah. himself. Because he's went forward and backwards, and then if he dies, then the world would stop. And it's a fascinating yeah. thing. So pretty much, the end of the movie is literally a war, where one person's trying to keep him from killing himself, and they're trying to find the device, mm -hmm. uh, the bomb that would end the world. Yep. So at the same time, there's two very important things going on, and if either of those happens, bad things would go down. Yep. And... Um, it makes for a really fascinating scene. Like you said, it's creepy in a way. Sometimes watching these people go backwards. Um, you know, it's, it's almost got a haunting vibe to it. Because they're... Um, um, it, it's almost like the... Um, uh, like the Red Room, for instance. You know, and like... Uh, or the, the Black Lodge. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Twin Peaks, where they do a similar, similar type thing. Yep. Uh, it makes for a really fascinating... Uh, fascinating appearance so i've got a lot of i love about this movie and then i do too when it ends you get neil having a great speech uh, the protagonist very obviously distraught because he realizes that neil has to go back in time which i mean he dies and they all know that at that point because he was the one that was in the in the bunker uh doing that so he knows that if he goes back in time he is dead yeah you know and that what, and the protagonist realizes the sacrifice that he's doing, knowing that what he's going into, and that they've been friends forever because the protagonist was the leader all along. Yep. So they've been friends forever. And that's why Neil knew exactly what was needed for all these little missions. And that's why everything went pretty smoothly whenever Neil was involved. Yeah. Um, is because he knew what was going to happen already. Yeah, he did. 
and um, so that that's what we were meaning by a second watch of this movie changes the whole film is because it's kind of Neil's swan song is, is essentially what it is yeah yeah that's that's a good way of looking at it too and it's really fascinating looking yeah. at it that way because and you're right it, the movie does become this in a way almost a suicide mission yep. for Neil the entire time and you see early on you know watching it again the emotional payoff uh, from Neil you know the scenes in the beginning where he has to purposefully order like the wrong drink for uh, for the protagonist for instance mm-hmm. and how much pain it gives him and in scenes he very much looks like he's very distraught because he has to act like as if he doesn't know this person that he's known for years you know so he has to feel disconnected and it and it very much is a debate that he does he doesn't like it you know yeah so it, it's it's fascinating there's so much depth to this movie it's wild <laughs> agreed uh do you i mean i guess that's about all i have really to add to the film yes yeah, unless here. you've got anything anything else that you'd like to talk about with it um, no uh, I, I just implore people to see this in the theater uh, yes you know the the sound work and the camera work that that needs to be seen on the biggest loudest screen you can yeah there we go I always like the the uh, the theater experience and it is a hundred percent something you need to need to have with this one hundred yep. percent so I'm with you I, I love this movie. Again, for me, it's personally on a on my funnel meter of ten. It might be my favorite movie of the year, um, and um, I think it's the best non horror film of the year easily. Um, so I hope it gets the Academy attention. I think it'll probably get. It might get it, especially on technical levels and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've got. Um, so unless you've got anything else to add, you know, do you have anything you'd like to, to add before we close this one off? Nope, I'm good. Thanks for listening to our little spoiler podcast. All right, thank you all for listening. Y'all have a good one. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.